can you smell what Russell Wilson is cooking? Ah, bro. <laughs> no, I unfortunately right now I cannot smell what Russell Wilson is cooking. I don't know what Russell Wilson is cooking. As a matter of fact, we should probably be saying, What in the hell Ow! is Russell Wilson cooking? What's going on in Russell Wilson's kitchen? What's going on? What what is he serving? I mean it and it, it's not just the game against the Rams because you can go look look back at Russell Wilson's career and historically he has always struggled against the Rams. Didn't always lose against the Rams, struggled against the Rams. There's something about the Rams. I mean, even before they had Aaron Donald. Well, maybe it was since Aaron Donald arrived in the league. But the Rams, they have always been able to apply pressure to Russell Wilson up the middle. And that kind of pressure frustrates any quarterback. I mean, if you go back and look at the Super Bowl loss, the first Super Bowl loss where Tom Brady. Well, I'm not going to just talk about his first Super Well, his first Super Bowl loss. You know, you remember, you know, Tom Brady, you know. He gets more frustrated when the pressure comes up the middle. And when it's coming from the side, from the DNs, oh, Brady can boom, boom. He can maneuver around that. I know, right? It's funny to use the word maneuver with a non-mobile quarterback, but his pocket awareness has always been amazing. Okay, Tom Brady. And he always struggles against when the defensive linemen, the defensive tackles are coming straight for him. And like I say, most quarterbacks do. Okay, um, Peyton Manning, all of them, all the greats, right? But it it's you know the it, it's 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 starting to become <laughs> you know he's starting to become Russell Wilson is starting to become a, a habitual line stepper in the with these red zone interceptions. You know he you know he had um. <laughs> Of course, we all remember the the famous one with um, in the Super Bowl against the Patriots. But ever since that game, not until probably last year and this year, really he doesn't really throw many red zone picks. But when you think about it, though, there have been there have been situations where the ball should have been picked, but the defensive back dropped the ball. Do y'all do y'all remember? Um, this was in 2017 when um, you know Richard Sherman was still a Seahawk. You know we still had Legion of Boom, Lob. God, I miss those guys. But um, what happened was is that they was playing against the Rams. Yeah, and what happened was Russell Wilson was trying to get the ball to Jimmy Graham, and he threw the ball. And when he threw the ball, the the defender made a real great play on the ball. It was a linebacker, but he dropped it. Okay, and Richard Sherman was—that's when Richard Sherman, you know, he said he, he he went to coach Coach Pete Carroll and said, "Hey, just run the ball, run the ball." You know, we're tired of all this, these um red zone interceptions, and yes, I'm tired of it. Last year. Against the San Francisco 49ers. This not the last game of the season, but this was this was like mid-season. They played on Monday Night Football. 
awesome game, I think. Did it go? It didn't go to double overtime, but it only went to one overtime, but it almost ended up being a tie, but the Seahawks prevailed and won the game, thank God. But what happened was, Russ was cooking, bam, 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 boom, boom, and he gets out and he gets down to the red zone, and he throws a floater, and the linebacker, boop, picks it up, well, I'm going to say scoops it, scoop it up like it's a fumble. But he picks the ball off, interception, and he almost took it to the house. I think Russell Wilson had got the tackle. But yeah, he almost took it to the house. And that could have been game. And whenever he does, you know, he did that against the Cardinals. Okay? That's the famous play where DK Metcalf had to chase down Buda Baker. You know, boom, boom, boom. Nice drive. Then he gets down there and throws a floater, a lob in the red zone. And let's see, against Buffalo, he did the same thing. Gets down there in the red zone, boom, boom. interception in the end zone. Yesterday, he could have ran for that first down. The closest defender to him was looked about nine yard, about 10 yards away. He just needed six yards for the first down. He could have beat defender. And he probably could have defeated that. Def he probably could have juked that defender and gotten even more yardage. But he, he could have gotten the first down. But he throws the ball in the corner to one of the tight ends. And they're like three Rams players over there. It's like, Russ, what are you looking at? What are you looking at? What, what is he looking at? And no, I'm not hating and I'm not knocking Russ. I mean, it's, listen, if I can compliment you, I can, I can critique you, okay? That's all, and it's pros and cons, the ups and the downs, like, but this right here is starting to become persistent behavior. What's going on with Russell Wilson? Is he not getting enough sleep? What, what is it, game film? What is it? Because, the, you know, um, you know, a lot of people are so quick to give him excuses. I'm not so quick to give him excuses. I'm gonna tell you why, because he's an he's he is an elite quarterback. And and being an elite quarterback shows that you're able to perform great despite what you do not have or what's not going for you that day. Okay? If you're going up against a real good defense, okay, because you're great, you're going to be able to overcome that obstacle. You know, that's what makes you great. That's what separates you from the normal quarterbacks, from the average. All right. And I'm not saying he's supposed to have had some, some, he's supposed to have a great game against the Rams, but he did not have a, he had a bad game. When it matters, he had a bad game. Just like he did last week against Buffalo. He had a bad game. You know, Buffalo, when they eased up on their defense and on their coverage, yeah, that's, you know, so something's going on. I, I, I don't know, but they're going to have to make some adjustments. I know Chris Carson is hurt. I know Rashad Penny is hurt. I know Carlos Hyde is hurt. Hopefully they'll eventually be back. But you have to make it work. You have to make it do what it do. You have to. Because this season, it's all about let Russ cook. You know, and, and and it's sad for me to say this, but I don't think Russell Wilson is going to get an MVP vote. He might not ever get an MVP vote. 
you know, he, he would be the only quarterback that's in that elite club that has not gotten an MVP vote. So it makes you wonder, which one is true? Is he elite or is he not elite? I believe he is elite. But the fact that he never got one MVP vote, never have received one MVP vote, that's a shame. Because that means a lot of people who watch the games, who, who don't watch the games throughout Russell Wilson's career, they assume it's just the defense and the run game. But no, Russ has been cooking. You know, I'm surprised he didn't get an MVP vote the 2016 season. But, you know, on the 2015 season. But, you know, it, and, and I get it. That's his goal. Well, that's, that's, it's probably one of his goals to get an MVP. And rightfully so. There's nothing wrong with that. His game matches MVP levels. You know, you remember last year? You know, last year, you know, because Lamar Jackson and the Ravens blew out the Seahawks last year. You know, people were putting Lamar Jackson over Russell Wilson. Now, Lamar Jackson is struggling. Lamar Jackson is still a very, very good quarterback. But those same people who say Lamar Jackson was better than Russell Wilson are not saying that now. You know, Russell Wilson, he he's, he's Mr. Consistent. He is consistent. Okay? And that's part of greatness, being consistent. But... What the hell is Russell Wilson cooking? I'm not feeling it. He's going to have to get a new cookbook or figure out a new recipe or something. or I, I don't know. I mean, he has weapons. He has weapons. Will Disley and Greg Olson, you have two good tight ends right there. You got DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, two good receivers, and David Moore. Yeah, it would have been nice to have Antonio Brown, but we have seen Russell Wilson do awesome with less talent at receiver and tight end and that's no knock on the previous players okay but something's going on like is it the snap counts you know is it some place he's not seeing is it is it the fact that he feels like he has so much pressure on him due to the defense but here's the thing you can't focus on what the defense is doing that's their job you do your job on offense against Buffalo and against the Rams. I thought the defense showed some situational improvements. They've been getting to the quarterback, putting a little bit more pressure than previously. Okay, and they they have been getting some some pivotal stops. I know they're giving up a lot of stats. I know a lot of yards. But they have been it's been some situations where they have put Russ in a situation where hey, all right, go out there and be great. But see, Russ, against Buffalo, four turnovers. Against the Rams, three turnovers. Against the Cardinals, three turnovers. Russ, you can't turn the ball. Okay, one time, yeah, but you can. This team is not going to win any games if you're going to be turning the ball over multiple times. So we're in a situation where Pete Carroll, you know what? He's going to have to take those reins back. Back to ball control offense. Well, more of a balance. It doesn't have to be completely run dominant but they're gonna have to run the ball better because nobody's believing that run right now and that i don't like that that that's scary okay but what is russ cooking what the hell is he cooking what's going on in that kitchen all right they're six and three not worried i am concerned because i'm seeing 
I'm seeing a pattern. And if I'm seeing a pattern and you seeing the pattern, and guess what? We're not football players. We're not studying this game every day. What do you think opponents are seeing? They see the pattern. Yeah, th this defense is not going to be the dominant defense it used to be. Even though it has some talent on there, but what it is is that you have a lot of players on this team. It's like what it is is that they're not trusting themselves or they're not trusting the other player. And a lot of people are being caught out of position. You have to play. You have to do your job, as the great Bill Belichick would say. But for crying out loud, what the hell is Russell Wilson cooking? I'm not smelling what he's cooking. No, 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 no. He's, he probably, he's probably going to have to go talk to The Rock or something and be like, hey, man, for all those years when you're a wrestler, when you say, can you smell what The Rock is cooking? You know, when you had some doubt, when you when you had a little bad streak going, how did you get the fans to continue? How did you get the, how did you continue to get people to smell what you're cooking? Or something, I don't know. But, you know, you know he's Mr. Unlimited. Mr. Unlimited is looking very limited. Come on, Russ. Hey, Seahawks fans, we believe in you, dude. We believe in you. We believe in you, okay? And of course, the game you lose the game, the games that the Seahawks have lost, it's not entirely your fault. But let's stop turning the ball over and see what we can do, okay? All right, but anyway, um, that's all I have to say about that. There's no doubt in my mind that Russell Wilson will bounce back, and he's he is still an elite quarterback. There's no doubt in my mind that he will bounce back, okay? Because that's what he does. Um, probably what it is is that, you know, for his career, he's used to being the underdog. He performs great when he's the under, you know, like I'm not talking about the team winning as an underdog, but you know, people doubt him because of his size. They still doubt him because of his size. Trust me, you still got folks out there like that. But, you know, hey, they, they're not, they don't want to give you MVP votes. And when he was on that tear where it's like, okay, I mean, he wasn't straight up saying it himself, but you could tell he had a Costco bag of, of lays and ruffles on each shoulder. Because this guy here hasn't even gotten an MVP vote. And now they're saying, oh, he, he's the lead candidate for the MVP, just like last year. He had his worst game when they played against the Ravens. That's when he was like in the top two quarterbacks as far as MVP voting. It was between him and Lamar until he played against Lamar. And then they, everybody conceded to Lamar Jackson. Mahomes was hurt. Okay. But um, this year, so far, people have been conceding that Russell Wilson is the, is the lead candidate for the MVP. Then his that's when the turnovers started coming. So this is going to be, I think this is going to be a good thing. The fact that he's not the lead candidate for the MVP award. I think he's still going to get an MVP vote. Hopefully he'll probably finish top two or top three. But um, this is a good thing because this is when he performs his best. All right. And that's what we need. The best from Russell Wilson. You know, let's get this Super Bowl. Get a Super Bowl MVP. Well, you know, I don't care if he gets Super Bowl MVP. Let's just win another Super Bowl. All right. Welcome back to the Student at the Game podcast. Once again, thank you all for listening. All right. Um, I greatly appreciate you taking time out of your busy day to give my podcast a listen. All right. So let's get into our week 10 NFL recap. And I know, I know we have a Monday night game today between the Vikings and the Bears, but 
okay it's okay people it's okay all right we'll talk about that game in our pickums coming up this week so let's go in on the recap though all right so we had the buccaneers versus the carolina panthers i told y'all tom brady was gonna come out and do tom brady type things after that big big loss embarrassing loss on his resume against the saints where he is 0-2 against them in the division the first time in a long time i think that's ever happened to tom to thomas brady tb12 oh he came out rolling guns a blazing he was spreading that ball all around to everybody like he's magic johnson like he's a point guard okay um at one point the panthers kept it close but then the buccaneers said hey you know what we can't let them continue to hang on and keep this close we got to do our thing and they did and they the buccaneers once again they showed why you know what even though they did lose to the Saints two times, they still only have three losses and they possess seven wins. So guess what? If you're New Orleans, you better keep winning because you do not want to get this team over you. You know, it's a it's a reason why you won two games against the Buccaneers. So if you're the Saints, you do not you can't afford to lose any games because the Buccaneers are coming. They are relentless and they are not stopping. And it's only a matter of time before Brady start to really gel and Antonio with Antonio Brown. I'm not saying they're not gelling now, but what I mean by that is this. It's just a matter of time before Antonio Brown is starting to get into game shape. Okay, and probably by play, playoff time, if, I'm saying if just to be cautious, because anything could happen. Trust me, anything could happen. But if the Buccaneers do get into the playoffs, guess what? Antonio Brown is going to be ready. Hopefully, he hopefully doesn't get hurt anything, okay? Um, let's see. We have the Texans versus the Browns. I'm very upset with the Texans on this one. I am more upset with Deshaun Watson. If, if I'm, I'm just being honest because there are certain expectations that I have for Deshaun Watson. And one of them is I expect him. The, the quarterback back sneak on fourth and goal i did not like that i did not like that at all i mean it's not the play call but how it was executed i'm not saying it was all his fault but you know with great power comes great responsibility deshaun watson i mean i i know this is not the perfect roster i know we don't have d hop over there but listen deshaun watson you have to do it you have to figure it out Okay, because the Texans, we're, 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 we're two and seven. You have to figure it out before we become two and eight. It's on you, man. It's on you. It's, it's on you. You know, I thought the defense did exceptionally well. But, you know, um, the Texans, the kicking game. I mean, why, why are we not, why can't we make field goals? Why can't we make field goals? You know, um, Deshaun is still having a good season, but the, that that was the Texans' game to win. And now this throws this throws a, a freaking wrench into my theory that the Texans will make the playoffs. But by it being uh, seven spots, they can get there in nine and seven. They're gonna have to win every game now. The Cleveland game, that was one of the most winnable games against a winning team that I thought that they could get early. We can't finish we cannot finish this season and our only two victories are against the Jaguars. We're not getting a first round pick. Okay. 
But um, the, the Cleveland Browns, their run game was awesome. Their run game was awesome, too. Chubb and Hunt both had over 100 yards rushing. That's not good for the defense, though. Like, and that last play, oh, come on, Justin Reed, you have to make that play. You have to make that play. You have to make that play. I, I, I get it, you know, Chubb is fast, he's powerful, but you're getting paid to make that play. You have to make that play. And, you know, and, and I hate that it took Deshaun a while to start to start getting it going. But, you know, I, I think the, I think he could have led them down for another touchdown. But we would never know. But that's what I'm saying. Deshaun, he's going to have to get in on it early. Get in on it early. Force the, force the Baker to go ahead and do a lot of passes. Take that run game out. But they'll be okay. They, they will be okay. Um. Not gonna get too caught up into the whole draft pick situation. Um, this team is in turmoil. I mean, they're, you know, one day they're talking about <laughs> Romeo Cornell is gonna be the head coach. Then another day they're saying they're they're still looking for a head coach. So it, not a not a lot, whole lot of continuity going in and going on in H Town. But yeah, but Justin Reed should have he should have made that play. Okay. All right, but. Texans drop a two and seven. Browns go to six and three. They're really playing some good football this year. The Browns, um, the Washington Football Team versus the Detroit Lions. This game here was very very close, but I expected the Washington Football Team to win, and they did not win. So they fall to two and seven. Um, Alex Smith is starting to get his game back. So who knows? Maybe they'll win next week against their opponent. But the Detroit Lions pulled out the victory. They're, they are four and five. They. You know, watch out. The Detroit Lions might sneak up and, and get get a and get a playoff spot. <laughs> it's seven spots this year. So Matthew Stafford, man, you know, Matthew Stafford has always been a very good quarterback. You know, so we're just waiting to see Matthew Stafford moments in the postseason. So maybe we'll see that this year. Who knows? Um the Jacksonville Jaguars lost against the Green Bay Packers, which was a this game here was a lot closer than expected. Like Jacksonville Jaguars special teams and defense was playing pretty good in this game. All right, and the offense did pretty good too. Um it was one of those games where it's like, guess what? Hey, A Run, y'all gonna have to wake up. Because if you sleep too long, you're gonna wake up, you're gonna be six and three. <laughs> Alright, and then you're gonna be regretting that loss to the to the Jaguars because you were sleeping. But that was a good win, you know. Um wasn't a big, big, big game from anybody in particular from the Green Bay Packers, but they did their thing. They went out there and won. You know, that's what it's all about, getting those L's, getting those W's. Um, let's see, the Giants defeated the Eagles. I did not see that coming. I did not see that coming. I mean, I knew, I figured it would have been a close game, but I thought walking to him, Wentz was going to go ahead and defeat Daniel Jones. And speaking of Daniel Jones, did anybody see that run where he just, the quarterback sneaked and he ran for like 30 yards and he did not get touched at all? That dude is fast. We're talking fast. <laughs> all right, so good game by the Giants. And once again, that's a team who, they are coached so well over there. But they have lost some close games, all right? So let's see, the Bengals versus the Steelers. It looked like in the first five minutes the Bengals was going to keep it close until we got to minute number six. That's when the Steelers unleashed the beast on the Cincinnati Bengals, and they go to 9-0. One of my best friends, you know, he hadn't been talking football the past four or five years, but because the Steelers are undefeated, you can't get him to stop talking. I wonder why, all right? But I can't blame him. I'll probably be talking that ish, too, if my squad was 9-0. 
Should I take eight and one? All right. So the Bengals did Bengals type things. The Steelers did Steelers type things. Okay. Um, the Bills versus the Cardinals. I picked the Cardinals in this game, but I wanted the Bills to win. And but I'm glad I picked the Cardinals. DeAndre Hopkins, even though he's not a Houston Texan anymore, guess what? I'm still gonna root for him. I, I can't not root for him. That that dude is amazing in every game, every week, even when he has a bad game, even when he had three catches for 30 yards against the Dolphins last week. I still kept thinking, man, I wish he was still a Houston Texan. And guess what? After catching the game-winning touchdown over three defenders, I still wish he was a Houston Texan. Wouldn't it be good if the Houston Texans had a receiver like DeAndre Hopkins? You know, Kyler Murray is good, but he's getting all this MVP type love and recognition but you take away deandre hopkins no Kyler Murray is not an mvp this year he is not no he is not but hey man can't hate the player hate the game and i hate no one all right but shout out to the cardinals they are in the division lead over my seahawks my seahawks they are behind they are third and they're six and three they are behind the rams and the cardinals right now get your ish together russ but that was a great game by two quarterbacks, Josh Allen and Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray, that dude literally looks like a punt returner whenever he's scrambling. Like, whoa, that dude there. Man, good game. All right, the next game we have the Broncos versus the Raiders. I knew this was going to happen. I knew the Raiders was going to win this game. Well, I predicted them to win. I can't say I know because I know nobody knows predictions, all right? And, I mean, these Raiders, watch out. I still think they can beat any other team in the AFC. Even though they're only six and three, I still think they can. They they're very well coached, and John Rudin has his offensive system rolling. Okay, and he's he's willing to prove, hey, you know what? I can still do this. You know what? I can still do the, do this. All right, let's see. We have the Seattle Seahawks versus the Los Angeles Rams. Yeah, it's never a good day when we lose to the Rams. God, man, they do the same thing all the time. Brush pass rush up the middle against Russ, who I do trust. But come on, man. Russ, you got to do better. You can't, you, you can't, you, you can't keep throwing picks like that. You can't do, you can't keep doing that, Russ. You can't, you can't, you know. But I know it's in his nature to take risk. I mean, you know, you remember that play last year on Sunday night foot, excuse me, on Thursday night football, and you know why he was scrambling on the opposite side, and he was able to find Tyler Lockett who tiptoed and remained inbounds for the touchdown. That unbelievable play, where well, you don't make those unbelievable plays, people, without taking risk. And Russ took some some risk. And I know I, I went on about Russ, but I mean, it's just let's just stop the turnovers. But I don't see I don't see this bad Russ happening for long. I think he's gonna um, improve and they'll win their next game. Okay, but shout out to the Rams. They played real good. The San Francisco 49ers versus the Saints. This looked like this was going to be this the Niners game. And I predicted a close game. But special teams. Those two special teams plays, like, man, that that was crucial. And you can't afford, uh, you know, when your defense stopped the New Orleans Saints' phenomenal offense, and then for the Saints to punt the ball and your punt returner keeps muffing the punt, that's not good. That'll take a toll on your spirit. That is not good. 
That is not good. And unfortunately for the Niners, they lost and they dropped the four and six. They still have a chance to put it together and get a seventh seed. Who knows? We may have four teams out of the NFC West in the playoffs. All right, so um, the next matchup, we have the Chargers versus the Dolphins. I know the score is 21-29, but this game here to me never felt that close. I mean, Tua, 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 it's 3-0. and It's 3-0. and I'm not sure what Justin Herbert's stats was, but once again, when it when the game mattered, his he was he didn't play well. He did not play well. And he's a rookie, you know. But let's dial it back us back a bit. Well, let's dial it back a whole lot and stop comparing Justin Herbert to Aaron Rodgers and all the other greats and stuff. Okay? He's not there yet. You have to go through some things. <laughs> you have to go through some things to be able to do what the other greats are doing. And he's just in year one. Okay, because for all we know, he might be playing real good because teams don't have enough film on him. But I think he's going to be a good quarterback, and he's a good quarterback now. But let's not compare him to greats and stuff. He's not on their level yet. He's a rookie. And Tua, Tua is looking good. Tua is looking good. Those who knocked that dude who said the Dolphins only putting them in just to see, see just for audition purposes because they may get the Texans picked to see if they should get another quarterback, Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields or whoever. No, the dude has been playing well in practice. And those of you who was knocking the Tua decision, guess what? You, I know you thought you recovered from your vapors, but you still have the vapors. You still have it. You still have it, even though you're not going to admit it. You know, and that, those are the worst kind of vapors, the in denial type vapors. But shout out to the Miami Dolphins, one of my best buds. Hey, he's a diehard Dolphin fan, so I'm happy. You know, I'm happy that his team is performing very, very well and looking good. All right. Who else? What other team we have? I think that was all the games. Yeah, that was all the games. Nope, that was not all the games. It's one more game that we did not talk about. The Ravens versus the Patriots. Man. Man, Bill Belichick, man. They, they're four and five. Watch out, people. They, they are still competing. While everybody's saying that they're going to they're gonna have a crappy record at the end of the year, they, they're still competing. And I love that. I mean, they... Despite injuries and stuff, despite Cam Newton with COVID, okay, guess what? They're four and five. They play their best football in November and December. Okay? That's not saying they are. Now, this year, they didn't do as well as they normally would do in September and October, but they they typically play their best football in November and December. So watch out. These Patriots might finish this season at nine and seven. Or who knows, maybe 8-8 eight eight, might be enough to get you at that 7th spot. That's a number 7 seed. If I'm a number 2 seed, I would not want to play. All right? But, um, yeah, so let's do a little recap on our pick'ems. So, we have the Bears versus Vikings tonight. Once again, I think the Bears is going to win that game. But we picked the Buccaneers over Panthers. That's one. We lost the Texans versus Browns. We lost the Washington football team versus the Lions. We got the Packers versus the Jaguars. That was a fairly easy one. We lost the Eagles versus Giants. We got the Steelers over the Bengals. We got the Cardinals over the Bills. We got the Raiders over the Broncos. We lost the Seahawks over the Rams. I think I picked, yeah, I picked the 49ers to upset the Saints. Okay. Um, we did get the Patriots over the Ravens. We got the Dolphins over the Chargers. So that's seven. Like I, t- like I told y'all, 
I guarantee you six picks. You just have to figure out which six picks they are. All right, that's all I can do. I can't do the work for you. But once again, if I helped you in your picks, please let me know. If I did not, hey, you don't need, you don't need to tell me anything. That's your fault. You picked the wrong games. But once again, thank y'all for listening to the Game Podcast. Peace out.